What's up, everyone? Welcome back to All for the Youth podcast. Uh, today, we got a big day for you guys. We're excited what we got to speak about. Uh, we do have a special guest here, uh, Antonio. He's also he's the youth worship leader here. Uh, as usual, it's me and Pastor Sean, which is our youth leader, our youth pastor. Uh, Antonio, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and and where you came from, a little bit of your testimony. Uh, don't go 45 minutes, but just something <laughs> simple, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, thank you, Pastor Ben and Pastor Sean, um, for uh, having me on, uh, really excited. Um, hopefully I can impart some kind of wisdom. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 22 years old. I got saved when I was 17. Um, felt the call of God on my life. Uh, and you know, just really felt like the Lord was calling me into the worship ministry and, um, learned how to play guitar. Took me about three months and, you know, here I am now, uh, leading worship for the youth kind of, kind of, kind of crazy how God comes full circle. Um, you know, started off in youth, uh, went to young adults for a while and, uh, felt the Lord calling me to the youth ministry and now here I am leading it. So it's funny how God works, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm super excited to be on today. Um, thank you guys for having me. No problem, man. No problem. Exciting, man. So today we're actually gonna be talking about quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking on the topic of, of what is it like in quarantine for a youth kid? Uh, give you guys some practicals a little bit on, on how to kind of maneuver through quarantine as a youth kid and kind of be able to, uh, just, just stay closer to Jesus and, and not get so isolated. And then as a youth leader, we're going to kind of give you guys some tips on, on what we've seen and, uh, what we do as well here at the warehouse, uh, to kind of maneuver through this season because the season's all about being alone essentially it's it's it's, we're all alone we're all isolated uh youth kids are going through depression youth kids are are dealing with the the stuff they're having to deal with the 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 reality of life uh the reality of what they're going through um so i'm actually gonna ask pastor sean a question and antonio go ahead and butt in if you got some uh we'll kind of just jump around a little bit but Pastor Sean, I mean, this year has been crazy for you. Yeah. You've been, you've been really like, <laughs> it's, it, I think it's been crazy for all just youth, youth pastors, um, churches in general place. Like this is, I don't think the church has ever seen, uh, anything like this. I don't think the world has really yeah, ever no. seen anything like this, at least not for a good couple hundred years or so or, yeah. um, or whatnot. But, um, um, and I don't think this is something that anybody they could have saw yeah, really, no. <laughs> really coming unless you were really paying attention. Yeah. Um, which I didn't think anybody really was. At least I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Just kind of hit. We yeah, heard about it in November. Of and then <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden oh, in March, everybody's yeah. at home. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. I was actually supposed to go on vacation uh, that oh. weekend. Oh, uh, I had like my, right. I had, I was so, I was so bumped. I had like my days off and everything and I was going to go to Disneyland and then Disneyland closed that weekend. And I was just oh, like, bro, this yep. is dumb. Should have just hopped the fence. Honestly. Yeah. I would have done it, but <laughs> turn the light on yourself. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so give me those turkey legs. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. I went, man. Oh, I, I know. But, um, Disney. but yeah, quarantine. Oh man, there's just so much, I think, stuff that kind of goes in with a, with a quarantine from yeah. uh, a pastoral perspective, from a youth perspective. Um, but first, let's kind of focus on, I, I think it'd be good to focus on the youth perspective on yeah. 
uh, what it's like to be a youth in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Brandon, what's our what's our first question for the day? Uh, so yeah, d- during this quarantine, I I guess the general question is, what are some things that you've been seeing? You work with youth firsthand. Uh, this is your job, your main job. You you really focus on being a youth pastor, uh, intentional with youth kids. What are some things you're seeing in the season? Uh, what are they dealing with? What what are what are you having to maneuver some youth kids through and what are some practicals to kind of help deal with that? Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, I really think that a majority of youth kids struggling with quarantine, um, just from the, from students that I've talked to and everything, a, a lot of it was at first like struggling with like not being able to see their friends and everything yeah. on a regular basis. It really kind of took them out of uh, a regular schedule. Um, and, and it's, and that's like, that's hard, like not to be able to see your friends regularly. Like luckily I was blessed to have a job where, um, to, to be an essential worker to where I'm able to see, um, people mm-hmm. on a regular basis yeah. that I'm, uh, friends with. Um, but I, I think the biggest struggle that I saw with them is like not being able to see their friends. Um, and from like my perspective, uh, being not a student anymore, I would think that, uh, it's like a dream come true. Like school's out, like yeah. <laughs> at, for, for our, di- our school district in this area. It's like, a um, they, Neutron when they, yeah, when they, the they ultimate uh, winter forever. They, um, they had a spring break and then they just never went back to school after that spring break. Yeah. And so, um, from my perspective, I would think like, that's a win. Like you ain't got to go to school, uh, for like the rest of the year. But, um, if I know it's, uh, like I can see now, like I think that cause like, you know, school is school, but I, I can probably guarantee you, I would be the same way. I'd be kind of upset that like, I wouldn't yeah. be able to see my friends on the regular. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it wasn't just school's canceled. It's like school's canceled and you can't do anything pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think the biggest struggle is them not being able to see their friends. And then, um, I think some struggles that kind of this generation has been going through for a while and that they, this generation really identifies with is like anxiety, depression. Um, and I think that just transferred over more so, um, into quarantine at first, I don't think it was as prevalent, but as I would say probably like the third, fourth month came around of isolation, it really kind of, uh, settled into a lot of people. And so, um, uh, it's we we did our best to kind of do the zoom calls but yeah. there's only so much you can do through a computer screen right yeah. um and so we would reach out to them we would call them we would text them we would do the zoom with them really just try to uh talk to them and mm-hmm. uh being being a youth it's it's hard because you're still yeah. like you need i think everybody needs social, social interaction but Correct. especially like youth students because mm-hmm. it's like that's, that's how youth grows is by mm-hmm. communicating with others, learning from others, growing with others. And so, um, that's just some of the things that I've seen them kind of struggle with. Yeah. And I think even for a youth kid, that's, if, if you're a youth kid listening, I think it's good to know, like you're not alone, yeah. um, right. that you're not the only one dealing with maybe this depression or anxiety or even, um, this sense of isolation. You're not the only one, uh, this it's going to be over soon, hopefully. Right. I can't say Prayer. soon, but prayerfully, pr- yes. Prayerfully, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Hopefully, it's over <laughs> soon. I mean, hopefully, it, let's say January, it's all brand new. Everything's back to normal. Um, but I mean, you made it this far yeah. as a youth kid. You've made it this far. You've you've yeah. gone the six months because it's been about six months, right? We've been quarantined since March. March. So today's September. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, yeah, six months, six yeah. months. So, Jeez. I mean. 
let's hope prayerfully three more months and we're out of this thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. Holiday season goes by fast. You get to eat food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to open some presents. <laughs> you, hopefully you get to see some family. Mm-hmm. And that's um, going to be New Year's. And I, I think New Year's, I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to party like <laughs> like the Jesus way, but I'm ready to party. I'm ready to get rid of 2020 <laughs> altogether. He's going to get apple cider, get Martin Oh turn. yeah, you know him. Martin Ellis <laughs> So hopefully like speaking to a youth kid, hopefully you are, you are staying connected. Um, yeah. stay connected with your youth leaders. Um, you're not alone dealing with this. D- depression is normal, not normal, right? So it's not normal, but it's, it's, it's something that people go through. And yeah. mm-hmm. as a youth kid, it's okay to feel that, but you need to talk about it. Don't let it isolate you Yeah, because the enemy's idea is to get you alone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because that's where he has you. He has yeah. you in, in the, in the closet, in the, in the dark, um, not talking to anybody, telling anybody and just eats away at you. And let, yeah, I mean, my, when I was a youth kid, my thoughts went wild. Mm-hmm. Like I struggled with suicide. So my thoughts were everywhere all the time. Yeah. And so I can only imagine right now where you have to face that. It's hard. Mm-hmm. So if you're a youth kid, really talk to your leaders. Um, it's yeah. okay that you're, you, you feel isolated. It's okay that you feel depressed. You're anxious, but talk about it. It's not okay that you hold it in. Mm-hmm. Right. It's okay to feel it, but it's not okay that you hold it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's even something that I think Antonio dealt with when he first got saved um, was the sense of like having to tell people things. I don't know if Antonio, you have a little bit of light on that, Um, but I know you kind of dealt with this feeling of like not wanting to be open about things. Yeah. um, And I think uh, especially for, um, for, uh, for, for what is it? Young men um, growing up, uh, obviously, you know, there's this, uh, this uh, social, the social idea of um, growing up where men need to be, uh, need to be tough and men need to, you know, not show emotions and um, things along those lines uh, and growing up and really being saved. Um, when I first got saved, that was kind of something hard for me to break. Uh, really being able to open up and being vulnerable was something that was uh, really difficult for um, for me to do. And then, um, you know, spiritual mentors of mine that uh, um, Pastor Ben's actually one of my spiritual mentors, uh, someone who's um, who's really close to me and someone who uh, really disciples me. And, you know, yeah. kind of when I have Jesus questions, yeah. I really go to him <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, de- depression's no joke. Um, it, it really, it really does take a toll. And, uh, and the thing is though, too, is that the Bible ta- always talks about, um, not being isolated and, uh, um, really seeking each other out and, um, really just like <clears throat> being, being, talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, Jesus, Jesus like had, you know, his 12 disciples, uh, and the disciples had each other. Um, you know, even, even God, God had, God had the Holy spirit. God had Jesus. Like even before time started, it was them three. Um, we're not, we're not meant to be alone. Um, so please, if you guys are struggling with depression, even suicide, um, uh, before I got saved, I was, I struggled with suicide bad, um, with thoughts of suicide, uh, um, it was, it was kind of crazy because, um, the night, the night that I got saved, I was, uh, planning on it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, the Lord said, no, not today. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. you know, uh, like I said, it's, um, if you guys are struggling with it, please, uh, seek a, speak a, seek a pastor, seek someone That's on good. the staff because, yeah. um, the reason why they do youth is for you. 
Um, it's, it's not for, it's not just to do it. It's not just to kill time. It's because they genuinely care about you. Mm -hmm. So again, I I know I sound like a broken record, but please uh, (laughs) seek out a staff member, (laughs) seek out your youth Uh pastor because they love you and they really do. I I think one thing you said, I'm going to throw it back to Pastor Sean because I think he can really relate to this, um, is you said like, Jesus had the disciples and the disciples had each other mm-hmm. and God had the Holy Spirit and the Trinity, vice versa. And I think Pastor Sean really can relate to this because you don't need 20 people. Right. You don't. You, you, don't. you, you don't need 15 people. You don't need five people. You mm-hmm. may only need two to four, like two to three people that you really confide in, that you really seek counsel from, that you really um, are vulnerable with. I think we talked about it a few podcasts ago. I was like, like really mm. abide in people and, and abide in Jesus and yeah. really lean on them. And I think Pastor Sean, you've kind of walked through that too, like learning. Cause mm. I think you were a little close too. you struggled with some stuff yeah. as a youth kid and, and you had a diary, a journal, yep. and that was like your outlet. So mm. how was that really learning to put that in people as opposed to a, um, secret book or like a journal? Cause that works right. too. But how did you really learn to like, Trust them. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I, I have a I have a couple thoughts on okay. this. Um, uh, the first thing, the first thing I want to say before I f- forget it um, is if you are struggling in any way, shape, or form, mentally, um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, go to a leader. Don't yeah, go yeah, to like yeah. one of your friends. That is um, key. Don't 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 go to Sally. Don't go to <laughs> don't go to Joe. Unless the youth leader's name is Joe. Or Sally, yeah, but. like uh, I, I think I, I and I did this too as as a youth kid. Um, I would like. I don't know. There's like, I think everybody, every youth kid kind of ha- like everyone's like an onion. Everybody has layers to them. So there's some yeah, layers that you yeah. let people in on and there's some people, there's some layers that you don't. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think for a lot of it, um, people tend to let others in down to pretty deep levels, but not the deepest. Yeah. Um, and so you share a lot with people around you. You share a lot with your friends, um, who you think are close to you. And then, uh, there's some stuff that you don't share. Um, for me, that's, that's kind of what I did. I, I used to have a journal, um, and I talk about it openly in my testimony and uh, I'm all for, um, um, journaling. I, I advocate yeah. for it. Every time one of my students is going through something, I tell them, uh, to write a journal. Um, but I tell them to write it to, as if they're talking to God. It's good. Um, yeah, and, it's good. and for me, that was, that was something that I had to learn to do. I used to journal because, um, I used it as like an outlet to get out, like all my anger and uh, frustration <laughs> yeah. with like life and everything, everything that I was going through. Um, but I wasn't saved when I was doing that. So I was kind of just, I kind of was just like venting into like a a void of nothingness. And so, um, once I got saved, I started, uh, changing the way that I wrote and then I would include scripture and then I would write my prayers out and that's how I would talk to God. Um, and, and I'm, and I'm all for it. That I think it's such a healthy way, uh, to, to, get your frustration, to get your your anger out as if you, you write it out as if you're talking to God. Um, but I, I did, I too, I, I would let people in on some stuff and, uh, you know, I don't think everybody needs to know your business. Right. I think there does need to yeah. be like three or four people, key people that you appoint in your life, um, that you allow to speak life into you, that you go get advice from. Um, but like I said earlier, don't, don't get advice from your friends around you that are the same age or even younger than you. Maybe they're a little bit older than you. Don't, don't go get advice from them. They're like, they're going to try their best to be there for you. And that's great. Um, but in reality, the truth is that 
they're not going to be able to offer you yeah. uh, advice from a different perspective. Why? Because they're also a youth kid going through the same yeah. things that you're probably That's going right. through behind yeah. the scenes. That's so true. <laughs> they're, they're struggling with yeah. same stuff and probably even yeah. more than you know. Yeah. Uh, because again, everybody has deeper layers than you realize and everybody's holding back something. And so um, you talk to a leader. Yeah. Talk to a leader. Mm-hmm. Leaders, um, if you're listening, uh, make sure your kids know that you're available for them. Um, and there is a, a thing called confidentiality, which means that whatever you tell your leader, they're not going to go blurt it out on the internet. Correct. Right. Uh, unless it's, uh, you're going to harm yourself in some way, shape or form, then they're going to get you uh, more professional help that you need, yeah. which is perfectly okay. And which is what's supposed to happen leaders. Um, but other than that, if you like someone's gossip being about you or you're struggling with like your self image or whatever, mm-hmm. your leader is going to help walk you through that. Yeah. They should help you walk through yeah. that. Um, and again, I, I love what Antonio said is that your leaders actually care about you. Yeah. Um, no matter like what you think you see, or maybe you might not be as close to your leaders, they still care about you. Yeah. Um, and if you get close to them and they really don't tell them that you feel like they don't care about you, talk yeah. to them because sure. Sure. Th- I think they do. Sometimes they just get caught up and busy and, um, and the things that they have to do on the day to day basis, which leaders make sure you focus on the students yeah. at the core of everything. Yeah. Um, but students don't be afraid to say, Hey, do you care about me? Don't be afraid to have those conversations. It's like, it's true. It's really bold, but don't no, no, be afraid good. to have it's those good. conversations. Yeah. I, you said you kind of hit on, um, relate, like telling people one thing when you were talking, I understood like that I want to say kind of is, is relating is not always being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. relating is it's so is, true is, <laughs> is, is staying, connected and, and like relating. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know the better way to explain yeah. relating. Like if you are struggling with something, you may tell a friend and they may be struggling with the same thing. And now you, you're doing this together and now you can both go to a leader and mm-hmm. it's not awkward, right? Like, it's not like, like, Oh, I'm, I'm the only one dealing with this. Mm-hmm. You may be able to go to a leader and both of them, both of you guys can both get healing together. Um, but don't think that because you're relating, you're, you're being open or you're being vulnerable. You're just, you're just connecting with them. Um, like I, I have a story. I, I told my friend when I was struggling one time, um, with, with stuff on the internet. And I, once I told him, right, this person was like, in my head, he's like a hero, not like a hero, but like, Mm -hmm. he's, he's like my friend. I look up to him. Yeah. We're, we're doing life together. Mm -hmm. We're pursuing Jesus together. And he was my bro. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to tell him because I know inside it's eating me up. Mm Mm-hmm. So I told him and he was like, bro, I deal with that too sometimes. Like we, we like it's, it's normal, but we got to go together. So we both went to a leader and we told them and we prayed and they were like, I thought if I told the leader, cause I was in leadership when I told them I was going to get like, like kicked off the team. And right. So I, I there was consequence, right. like right. there yeah. was a little bit of healing, but when I went to him, I didn't feel shameful. I mm-hmm. didn't feel guilty. I was expecting him to be like, you know, you're dirty, you're this, you're that. Right. And he was just like, you know, bro, let's, let's pray. And then yeah. he like prayed for me. He helped me get a lock for my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, right. So like I had like a few weeks of just kind of focusing on my heart and mm-hmm. I wasn't really praying for people. He advised that I don't really pray for people. Um, just kind of be work on myself, focus on myself. Don't yeah. really try to like yeah. do worship or, or go on stage or, or get really into people. You need to focus on yourself. So mm-hmm. I learned that and I learned that 
not what I was expecting for the response to be was nothing what it was. Right. He, he modeled Jesus. And I think when you're vulnerable as a youth kid, you need to learn what Jesus looks like when you need correction. Yeah. You need to learn what Jesus looks like when you need healing. And by that, you need to go to like, a, like we keep saying leader, but you need to go to a pastor. Even if your mm-hmm. parents are super like godly or your parents are super pursuing Jesus, go to them. Yeah. They, they yeah. need to model that Jesus yeah. for you. You need to learn what it's like for Jesus to be a comforter in your life, mm-hmm. right. um, to be somebody who really is caring about you and wanting you to grow in him. And the only way to do that is physically seeing it sometimes. Cause for me, right. We believe what we see. Yeah. Yeah. And, I needed to see somebody compassionately not shame me, not guilt trip me, but say, Hey, you're, you're awesome. You're amazing. You Mm -hmm. did this, but you're still a champion. You're still a godly young man. You're Mm -hmm. still a, a, a God pursuing, God fearing man. You're going to be a great husband because when I was struggling with it, it was really mm-hmm. getting at me and I didn't think I was going to be a great man and mm-hmm. I was going to be a great husband. And they just spoke life. And you need to see that because Jesus is life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're showing you that. Um, as a leader to the leaders, be that person. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Be good in your walk because one day you may have a kid that comes up to you and is telling you something and don't deal with like, don't struggle with the same thing they're struggling with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, if you're struggling with depression, you're a leader, tell your pastor, mm-hmm. tell, tell if you're married, talk to your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Manillo, uh, went through, I don't, I don't know if anybody listens to him. Andy Manillo went through, I think it was last year, went through a season of depression and anxiety and isolation. Mm-hmm. He has a song about it on his, um, work in progress album, but he went through the season. He actually says the thing that got him through that was community and was friendship. He told his wife and his wife, first thing his wife said was, you need to go into a group. You need to be friends with people. You need to hit up Lecrae. You need to hit up your friends because they're going to, there's, there is what, yeah, they're going to get you through this. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 I'm always with you. And wives, like if you're a pastor's wife or you're a, a, a woman leader, support your pastor, support your husband, support your, mm-hmm. your guy mm-hmm. friends, right? With, yep. with, <laughs> with caution. <laughs> don't, don't get twisted sometimes. Don't get too <laughs> close. Like yeah, right. be right. accountable. But if, if you, if somebody's like a brother, cause I think that happens a lot in this Christian walk. We develop brothers and sisters. Yeah. If they're like that to you, be that sister, be that brother, yeah. pray yeah. with them. Encourage them. Um, encourage them. Speak correct, life. Correct. One thing my wife does that I love is when a young man is dealing with something like like struggling with with um, watching stuff on the internet. What she does is she speaks life into them as a mm-hmm. woman. And a lot of times, right as a young man, I dealt with this when I was watching stuff. It would it would distort the image of a woman I would see. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's so good, and I think she learned. It. She just speaks life into that. She 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 calls them out, and she really pulls the man out of them. Yeah, and and t- calls them higher. And I love it because with that, she really helped me with that too. When we were dating, is I would tell her that was the hardest thing for me to tell her. Mm-hmm. And she she just comes to me with with forgiveness and 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 security and um, just freedom and and leads me to an apologetic spirit to where I just apologize. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so thankful for who she is. Um, though that would be my advice for leaders really be there. Um, really get your own counsel, your own 
your own healing from your pastors, from your wives, from your friends, really, really focus on that too. So that way when a kid does come, you're able to address it. So I like Pastor Sean, I know um, you have several leaders. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you, have you had this experience? Have you had to do this with people? Have you had to be the person that's win to somebody um, as a leader? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've, I think I've been probably on all sides of a situation where I, I need to go to someone or someone's coming to me with something that they're struggling with, um, as a, um, and all this to say, uh, to make sure you go to the right people when you're struggling. So in quarantine, yeah. um, self-isolation, you're, you're bound to, to feel some type of way, whether that's loneliness, depression, anxiety, uh, talk to someone that's yeah. where that's, that's what this whole thing is about. Make sure you talk to someone, um, as a youth, when I've gone to talk to people, um, it, it is very hard to say that to admit that you're struggling through something. Yeah, yeah, um, I think is. even as like adults, it's hard to admit sometimes to face the facts and say, you know what, I'm actually not doing too good or I'm not doing too great. Yeah. Um, I think everybody's conditioned to have this initial response to the question of, uh, how are you doing? And everyone just kind of says good. They're yeah. like, Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm okay. Um, nobody really stops and says, you know what? Like I'm not doing good right now. You know, yeah. life's kind of yeah. sucking. Um, how are you really doing? They're like, I'm struggling. Like no one, yeah. no one. Cause I think it's, everyone thinks that, you know, no one cares. Yeah. Right. Um, at least that's what I thought is like, that's, I, that's why I used, I used to hate that question of like, how are you doing? Because like <laughs> I was not doing good and I know this person doesn't care. So like, why are you asking me if you don't yeah, care? Right. Um, yeah, and so, um, I think I, I, when I really started to go after this Jesus thing, it little, became a little bit easier for me to go to people and, um, go to my leaders and say, Hey, um, you know, this is what I struggle with, or this is what I'm going through. And, yeah. um, like what, how do I, what do I do, uh, yeah. to, yeah. to get through it, you know? And they're able to offer me sound advice and I take it, um, as a, as a youth leader, um, like I think you said, it's, it's important to be that person for them, to let them know that you're yeah. there for them. And again, that comes from a, a place of relationship, a place of, uh, of, of authority in their life. And, uh, you, you got to establish that over time. It's not something that's just established yeah. with a position or a title. It's not established with, uh, um, uh, you one message that you preach or uh, <laughs> one initial greeting or, or hello that you give to them, but that comes with time and relationship. Yeah, so right. uh, make sure that you are that person for them because that's, that's super important. Yeah. And um, you just kind of, just kind of chime in real quick. Uh, and I think one thing is that um, the reason why we keep saying go to people is because it's, it's not just like, Oh, like, you know, it's just something that's uh, that, that we just, we're just saying to do it's, it's actually, it's biblical. Like yeah. it literally in yeah. the book of James, um, and James, James fives, it literally says, therefore confess your sins to each other that, and pray for each other that you may be healed. So the prayer That's of the, the righteous book, person. Bro. So believe, or the, <laughs> the prayer of your righteousness, mm-hmm. uh, of a righteousness person is powerful and effective. Um, it, it's crazy. Cause, uh, uh, pastor Ben actually was challenging me to read the book of James. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, me, I, I actually hate reading. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm practicing right there. I'm kept, confessing my sins. Yeah. Psychology book is bigger than your Bible. <clears throat> oh, dude. Yeah. My psychology book, dude. It's, it's a whole nother game right now. Um, no, but, uh, I remember, uh, when I was first, be- I remember when I was first saved, uh, 
someone, I used to tell people like, man, I hate reading. Like, you know, the Bible's just boring. And then I heard this uh, dude, I can't remember what he's, I can't remember this guy's name. I think his name was Brian Barcelona, but, um, <laughs> but he says, uh, the Bible's not boring. You're boring. Um, it's Corey, but it's Corey, Russell. Corey Russell. Corey oh Russell. my gosh, bro. If you get bored if, with the Bible, you're bored with Bro, Jesus. if you don't know That's who Corey Russell says. is, look him up. That is like the goat. That is, that dude is, I love that dude. Corey, if you're listening to this, hit me up, bro. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get disciple. <laughs> wow. wow. No. Oh yeah, dude. Um, no, but seriously, uh, Again, you know, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that uh, you may be healed. Um, it's, it's a literally biblical thing. Um, so, you know, I just want to just to throw in some biblical background uh, to it as well that way. You know, we're yeah, not, no, you know, no, it's good. you guys are just like, oh, they're just saying just to go to each other. Like, no, it's God said this. So if you have an issue with it, you got to take it up with him. <laughs> <laughs> I know I heard Francis Chan preach one time. This is a side note. Francis Chan preached one time. Uh, I was at the altar conference and he was reading the book of John. And he says, he, he read it and he goes, I didn't say it. If you have a problem with it, take it up with John. That's John. And oh, it was like calling people that. out. It was uh, great. That was such a good it message. It was great. <laughs> um, but back to the leaders thing, I, I guess more practicals, me and Pastor Sean kind of mentioned a few, but take them, build a relationship with them. Yeah. Um, they're going to be open to you as much as you're open to them. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean you have to be open with your problems, but that's opening your schedule. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I know one thing Pastor Sean really uh, stepped down from his old job and went from his old job to really be open and available to youth kids. Uh, I got laid off from my job and that cleared up so much time to be open with people as well. Mm-hmm. And I know Tone, the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't always mean you have to open up what you're going through, but they're going to see if you're not wanting to build a relationship with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I can imagine a youth can listen to this like, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> um, but leaders like they're watching you, man. They're watching how you are on youth nights. They're watching how you are on the Zoom calls. Are you just getting by? Mm. Um, one thing we do, which I thought was great when we started Zoom, I think Zoom was everybody's youth, every youth group's worst enemy in the beginning. <laughs> um, but if you don't know Zoom as well or you're still Zooming, uh, there's a thing called breakout groups mm-hmm. and pastor Sean, uh, the way he runs his youth night, he can go a little bit more in depth with it, but I think it really developed over COVID. Like it mm-hmm. was kind of yeah. something he wanted to do for a little bit yeah. and then COVID kind of helped it, mm-hmm. um, is in the zoom groups. What he does is he starts, we go 15 minutes of everybody just hanging out, joining in. Cause right. Kids are late sometimes, yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> cause it's, it's on the computer. Yeah. Um, what he does is he does the 15 minutes. It's funny. Sometimes he'll play music or I know some, sometimes I'll play music in there mm-hmm. just to kind of create like a yeah. vibe. And after those 15 minutes, he gives a message for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. um, simple thought or, or simple revelation that the Lord's giving him or whatever the Lord's telling him. Mm-hmm. And then from there, he'll build questions for his, his team yeah. or, or the team will kind of build questions together. And then we go into breakout groups of, of same age. Mm-hmm. So high school, um, high, high school, school boys, yeah. high school girls are separated. Um, you, junior high boys, junior, junior high, high girls, junior yeah, high girls. boys, junior high girls are separated and they all have a leader. Mm-hmm. And I think now it depends. Like if you don't have a big high school group, uh, or you don't have a big, uh, junior high group, you can merge them. Um, they're going to be dealing with some different things right. or uh, you never know, you, you know, your youth group, Yeah. but how we do it is we separate it. 
And then the questions are the same, but your leader has to be intentional. This is a practical is your leader has to be intentional about right. relating to them. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it builds a, a bond between that one leader or that two leaders, however many leaders you have mm-hmm. in that one group. So say you have a group of six high school boys and you have three high school leaders because you have a huge leadership staff. Yeah. Um, those three high school leaders are going to build a relationship with those six young men. Or right. even if they build a relationship with two young men in there. I know when I was in there, uh, I started building some relationship with with some of the kids. Uh, Pastor Juan, Antonio, we yeah. all mm-hmm. build a relationship and we're all different. So we all relate different to them. And mm-hmm. what that does is when you come back in, if you're still in Zoom, when you come back in and COVID's over or churches are allowed to come back, is now those kids are used to seeing that one person mm-hmm. and now they can talk to them in person. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we, we even model it now when we relaunched, um, we, we do breakout groups now. It's a little different, right? Cause we're in person, but mm-hmm. what we'll do is games, everybody hang out seven, seven, 45 to seven fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Six forty five to seven fifteen, And then seven fifteen, we go into the breakout groups and then we kind of prep them for worship, ask them how the weeks have been connect. So they still have that group feeling. Yeah. And then 7.15 to 7.30, 7.25 around there, there's usually about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. We go into worship mm-hmm. and then worship and then message and it's 8.30 and that youth night feels like full. It feels like it was impactful because 6.45, they're here connecting with people, mm-hmm. friends, peers. 7.15, they're in a group. Now they're opening up a little bit, starting to prep their hearts um, just by being a little bit vulnerable with the staff, mm-hmm. with their friends around them. Yeah. And then 7.15, worship starts. And now they're able, uh, 7.30, worship starts. And now they're able to open up a little bit. Yeah. They're able to kind of freely worship. Like last night, we had a youth night. We didn't do breakout groups because it was invite night. But I was able to see more kids actually worshiping and engaging Mm -hmm. because they're happy to be back. They trust the people in the room. Yeah. You'll be vulnerable with the people you trust. Yeah. And when you're, when, when your youth group is vulnerable with each other and they trust each other, your worship is now more free Mm -hmm. because people are able to open up. People are able to close Mm -hmm. their eyes, not care what their friend's going to say because they're doing the same thing. Right. It creates such an open atmosphere. And then, right. So you go from worship into the message and now the message is impactful because now their heart's ready to receive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so those are just some practicals from your youth night. I don't know if Pastor Sean, like how you really developed that. I don't know if that's what you wish would have happened or if you kind of want to speak on how your model is, because yeah. I think it's a great model for youth kids. Yeah. So if if you've been paying or listening to our podcast, um, a couple, maybe last episode, or the first episode we did, uh, we talked about kind of the transitional role. Um, this is only my... <laughs> fourth year or so, third or fourth year, uh, leading ministry. And so, uh, the first two were kind of transitional periods. And then last year was like the first year by myself (laughs) with some leaders around me and supporting me. Um, and so last year was kind of like kind of getting a feel for things. And so, uh, I think we first, so we actually used to do when I was in the youth group here at thrive, uh, we used to do these things called family nights and we would do them. We, yeah, that's that's actually how Antonio and Sean Yeah, that's how we met. (laughs) Uh, I have the video. It's really funny. So yeah, side note, we did a, we did a, we did a lip sync battle and, uh, it was a very intimate setting. 
we'll, we'll say that. Never met <laughs> never each met. other. Never knew we each just, other. We just yeah. clicked. And it just And it yeah. just clicked. You it could just, just you could just feel the chemistry in the air. Yeah, but yeah, real talk. If, if you've seen the, the, the pastor's face, uh, the pastor oh, was it? <laughs> no, so, so here's the funny part. So I know. Here's the funny part is it was only trail. supposed to laugh last thirty to forty five seconds. They, but let, they the let us play the whole play. song. Nobody cut us off, bro. Bro, we had a we had a bro, we were entertaining. Hey, real talk, dude. If that was if that was the X game or the X Factor, bro, that joint would have been. We got a, we would have got the gold buzzer. <laughs> fun fact, fun fact. I was the leader of that group too. So <laughs> you were. I just. I, you they, were. I don't know, bro. It was crazy. But, so anyway, so we used to do the, these things called family nights, and it was really to kind of uh, promote the concept and idea of the warehouse as a family. Yeah. And so um, yeah. we would break up so uh, into groups. It wouldn't necessarily be by. Uh, it, directly by age Correct. it would just be we kind of just split up into right. like even like amount of groups yeah, usually it was usually by gender yeah, so right. girl groups and then guy groups and we just split up even amounts mm-hmm. um so that's originally uh where i kind of got the idea and then when i was in youth at my old church uh we did something similar every wednesday to what we kind of do now um where before worship we would break up into these like small groups and kind of like mm-hmm. go over some questions or do like a little game in each group yeah um and so uh uh I never really realized the full impact that had uh, on me as a student growing up until I really thought about it. And I was like, this year, I was like, okay, I think we could implement that easily. Yeah. Um, and there's, and for youth leaders, there's this kind of like expectation that you have to do like games of some sort. Uh, <laughs> You don't, you don't have to do games. If it doesn't work for you, you can cut it. That's fine. We don't do a whole lot of games, um, like kind of organized games here at our youth night, but we have games out for people to play and stuff. Like we have like an Xbox out, we have connect Four stuff like that. Honestly, you just need a basketball hoop and a basketball. That's all, that's all you need. Sweaty teenagers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, at the beginning of the year in January, February, we were, uh, making some arrangements to start doing the breakout rooms, getting our leaders, um, together. So that way we had a set leader for each group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID hit. And so, uh, <laughs> we took maybe like one or two weeks off of youth to get our zoom ready and everything and make sure that it, it was good. And it wasn't going to be like thrown together last minute. And, uh, uh, I just pulled the trick on and I said, okay, let's do these, let's do these breakout groups. Yeah. Cause that was one of the features of zoom is you can do these breakout rooms. So I was like, okay, let's use it. And so, um, we used it the first night and we used it, um, every single night. I don't think there was a night yeah. where we didn't even still recently when we went into the, cause of the smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we gather outside even recently. Yeah. We went into it. But, um, I, I think, uh, I think it's probably been the most beneficial thing that you, we can do as leaders is, is do some sort of small group, um, whether that's 10, 15 minutes, um, on our zoom calls, it was a little bit like modified. So we didn't do worship on zoom just because the quality is kind of not the greatest over zoom, especially (laughs) like with like youth kids. Uh, we, we created some playlists on like YouTube, Apple music, Spotify for them to listen to with worship music. Mm -hmm. Um, so that way they could get their worship music in and, um, but we just we just didn't want to do it over Zoom because it was yeah. just going to be kind of awkward quality, pretty much. And then you have—I don't think kids are comfortable worshiping uh, yeah. over over the internet that way. Yeah. <laughs> and most of them have their cameras off, so you can't even tell. But That's anyway, true. Yeah. That's true. Um, but with the breakout room, so we would we would oh, I open up the room every every time we did a Zoom at six forty five, so that yeah. way people can get in early. Yeah. 
And then from about 6.45, 7, 10, uh, we're just talking, hanging out. Um, sometimes I'll come with like some like pre, pre-service questions. Like, yeah. like, do you have any crazy dog stories or like, what's your favorite TV <laughs> show? Uh, or like, I'll like play music in the background yeah. and we'll all just kind of like hang out. Um, and then I'll do a message for about 15, 20 minutes and then like Pastor Ben said, uh, the questions, um, I think have always been super intentional. Yeah. Um, and especially during quarantine with the isolation and everything, uh, we would do, we, we would be on a series, um, and we would take a break one week of the month and do kind of a mental health check-in. And so I would bring a, a message on mental health and making sure that we're taking yeah. care of ourselves and, and, and that aspect. And, um, the questions weren't just like all about God. Like it yeah. wasn't like, and it's not a bad thing either, but the questions were very trying to build relationship with these students. Yeah, so the, right. the first question was usually always like, how are you doing? Um, like, like, wh- like what's up in your life? What's new? Um, has anything crazy happened this week? How's isolation going for you? Yeah. Um, it's usually like, how are you doing? And then the second question's relational. And then we usually do like five or six questions yeah. and the rest are usually about like kind of God in some way. And we ask them, we challenge them different stuff relating to the content for that night. Um, but I think I've seen the most relationships built in that small group setting, yeah. even if it is over zoom, because we, we give them 20, 25 minutes to, to go through the questions. And if they yeah. finish early, they're just hanging out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know the guide group talks about video games, Yeah, <laughs> and it, but that's like, that built such like strong relationship with oh, them. Man. Yeah, it did. Um, it like everyone that's like all, I don't, I don't think any, any guy would not get like hype over video games unless he was like super against it. But like yeah. all of them had some, some relation to a video game of some sort. And yeah. so, uh, uh, it was really beneficial. And then the girls just talk about, you know, high school girl things, junior high girl things. Yeah. And, uh, they, they really just hang out that way and they just love being together, yeah. even if it is over zoom. Yeah. Um, so those breakout rooms, they, they were just working so well for us that we decided to continue them. Uh, into our in-person service when we reopen. Um, And of course we have to do socially distance and um, mask on and everything. So it's a little bit difficult to hear people, but uh, (laughs) uh, we we worked it out so that way everybody can, can still get that small group feeling. And then yeah. this is something that we're going to continue when we're able to resume our normal in-person services. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's super beneficial because it doesn't just build a relationship between uh, not only the leaders and the students, but the students with the students too. It's good. Yeah. One thing one of the kids told me um, is he, he was a kid coming from eighth grade into high school. So he was in the high school group, mm-hmm. but he told me he naturally he's really shy and naturally he, he just felt like he doesn't really connect with me, but because the groups, he felt like he built family. Mm-hmm. He felt like he built people he can relate to. And he was like, it's kind of cool. Cause I'm an eighth grader coming from coming into high school and I'm hearing about all these high school stuff. And it kind of preps me. Like, he's like, I was excited <laughs> yeah. to go to high school, but <laughs> now I'm kind of like nervous cause it's the real world. <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> so it, it was really cool though. He, he said, I really came yeah. out of my show and I can really talk to people cause I felt like I didn't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to hear. And right. So like the video games, he's not a video game person, but he's like, I I, I like music and I think everybody likes music. Yeah. Yeah. Like no matter what, you can find some way to relate about music. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Pashon, you got anything else? No, I think, I think if you're not doing small groups in some fashion, I would try to incorporate it at least like once a month or, or once every so often, um, yeah. or even start like uh, small groups in home or something like that. Just to some sort of extent, get, get a small intimate vibe going with your students because, uh, yeah. if you want to build deeper connections, deeper relationship, it's not going to happen with you preaching at them and, uh, every week sure. or you just worshiping at them every single week, but it's going to happen when you 
take mm-hmm. a minute, be intentional and talk to them on and treat them like they're actually people and not just like a, a number in a seat or yeah. a, yeah. you know. So that's so crucial. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't want a kid to feel like they're a number. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, we have this saying at the warehouse, like if you don't enjoy it, you never have, you're not obligated to come right. back. But the goal is that we don't want, we don't want kids to ever feel like they're just a number. Right. I mean, yeah. even, mm-hmm. even Jesus was so intentional about, um, of not just allowing people to come to him. I mean, you know, you have, uh, what's his name? Um, Bar- Barnabas, Barnabas. I keep, I, keep, I keep forgetting his name. Barnabas. Just no. say, I'll correct you. Um, <laughs> Bar- Barnabas. I, I remember that. I got to remember that one song because, uh, but no, it's, it's anyway. So Barnabas, uh, blind Bartimaeus. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, let me, let me, I mean, anyway, yeah, I know we're, we're all drawn to a blank right now, but yeah. So I mean like, you know, him and a couple other people like, like pursued Jesus, um, you know, for healing. But, you know, I, I just think of like the woman at the, uh, at the well or the, um, what is it? The, the lame man, um, Jesus, Jesus went to them. Um, and as leaders, I feel like we really need to pursue, uh, these kids who are broken, these kids yeah. who, um, have these, uh, these mental, these mental issues. Um, mm. because, you know, some kids, some kids aren't, don't, won't tell you how they, uh, you know, what, what they're struggling with. But, right. um, if you're intentional, you, you'll, you'll be able to pick up on some things. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, cause there, there's times when, uh, I remember, I remember when I was in youth and, you know, I, I'd have this mask on where like, I'd be like, all right. And then there was, uh, there, there was some worship or not worship leaders. There were some uh, leaders in the group who, um, I know pastor Ben was like, again, he's one of my spiritual mentors. Um, but, uh, when I first got saved, uh, there were some times where he's like, Oh, like, how are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, like I'm doing good. You know, I put on this mask and lies then, and <laughs> yeah, he'd just be like lies. And then, um, he would ask this question, uh, and after his first question, which you know, how are you doing? Um, his next question was no, really, how are you doing? Yeah. You know? And, uh, I think when you ask that question, that really, um, that really like shakes something in their head, like, Oh, <laughs> you really yeah. want to know. So, um, no, really, how are you doing? Cries. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and hey, like if, if a student cries, you know, like, okay, like something's oh, he's up. not doing good. He's not doing yeah. good. And, oh man, what I get myself into. And, and I'm going to tell you, and you know, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the kind of person who like throw stones, but you know, if you're not a social person and you're a leader, you gotta, you gotta reevaluate your heart. You gotta heart mm-hmm. check yourself yeah, because right. You know, leadership, leadership isn't about being isolated. Leadership isn't about leading people with, you know, with the, with the remote or from the, from the back, you know, you gotta, you're a leader, you're the front, you're, you're leading people. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you may not know what you're doing, but you know, the Bible talks about, I think it was Paul who says, was it Paul or Peter who says, follow me, follow Jesus. Paul, Paul, Paul says, follow me, follow Jesus. So, you know, as long as you're following Jesus, you're not doing it wrong. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, we're getting ready to close up here. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got one last thought. I, I got Sorry. one last thought. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. You go first. Uh, I guess the only thing I was going to say, well, you can close it after I pass it back. Okay. The only thing um, is the youth group does not start with the youth. The youth group starts start with you. Right. Yeah. Um, it so starts cool. in the first 15 minutes when you mm-hmm. arrive. Right. Because leaders, we be there early, right? Yep. Right. Um, don't ever come late. Cause you're going to set that example for a youth kid to right, come late. Right, right. Um, but it starts with you. It starts with your heart right when you get there. If you're having a bad day and on that zoom or, hmm. or in person, whatever you're doing during this quarantine, cause you still have to be social distance. You still have oh, to have man. your mask. Yep. You better go 
It shows. Pray. Handle go tell your leader real quick. Yeah. Yep. I mean, right. So like there's grace. If you're having a bad day, everybody has one. Maybe you're not going to pray for people that day, but you're still going to worship. Mm-hmm. You're still going right. to connect with kids. Right. You're going to put yourself aside. You're going to get rid of that real quick. Yep. It starts with you. It doesn't start with youth. It starts with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's something it starts in the first 15 minutes, starts in the parking lot when you arrive. So I, it, Pastor Sean, that's all I have to say. Yeah. So, so yeah. So one, one last thing and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Um, but, uh, I think when you are leaders, whenever you are discipling, counseling a student, uh, or even if you just talk to them in passing, if you ever notice something that kind of is like, oh, that doesn't seem, uh, like normal or that doesn't seem like that person or, or they, they seem kind of off today. Um, just pursue that instinct. Right. Uh, yeah. uh follow Please. that lead yeah. because yeah. that's not just your instinct. I, I'd say that's the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, leading you. And then it, it, even if they, you ask them and they say, Oh, nothing's wrong. And you go, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Um, it, it's better to, to talk to them and reach out to them other than to, you know, yeah. miss it down the road and, and to figure out that they're doing really bad down the road when you right. could have caught it earlier. Um, and as a youth leader, it's your job to really look out for the students and make sure that you're taking care of them. So if you ever have, cause it, it happens and it's little, it's usually subtle things. It's things yeah. that you notice. Um, the, the Lord is pointing those things out to you for a reason. So just pursue those, pursue your students. Yeah. Um, but that's all that we have for you. Yeah, sure. Um, that's, uh, that's our, our episode of youth in quarantine for all about the youth podcast. Um, I'm super excited. Thank you, Antonio, uh, future pastor Antonio for being <laughs> here today. Yep. Um, but that's all that we have for you guys. Yeah. Make sure that you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, yep. or you can catch yep. this on warehouseyth.com uh, forward slash podcast every single week, every Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we are here for you. So make sure you share it with a friend and we love you guys. And we hope that you're doing well in this quarantine. Thank you.